to the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes. Hello, how you doing? Welcome to another edition of While You Are Single TV. I'm glad that you joined the program again tonight. I hope the program has been a blessing to you. Thank you so much for sharing with your friends and making them aware of While You Are Single TV, the channel designed to prepare single adults for wholesome relationships. Thanks for joining the program again tonight. If you missed any of the previous episodes, I encourage you to use the link below and it will get you to the previous episodes. And I encourage you to go to our website, whileyouaresingle.org. I have a lot of resources there. Um, you can listen to the While You're Single podcast. And I also have my books there, available there. Um, I got Rejected for a Purpose and While You're Single. They're available on the whileyouaresingle.org website. You can go to Amazon and read reviews on both books and get more information about it. But all the same, thank you for joining the program again tonight. Well, um, let's open up in prayer. Father God, I thank you for the privilege to share your word tonight. I thank you for the individual watching right now. I ask that you open our hearts to heed your word, open our ears to hear your word, open our eyes, to perceive your word, open our minds, to understand your word and give us the wisdom to apply your word into our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Tonight, I'm going to be addressing 10 tips that will help you find the right mate. Of course, I'm not saying there are only 10 tips that will help you in that quest. However, tonight I'm going to be sharing 10 things that will help along those lines. Before I proceed to tell you the 10 tips, I want to tell you a story. It's about a lady that wanted to get married. She said to herself, where do I find a good man? She thought about it for a minute and she concluded that the best place to find a good man is in church. So she went to church to find a man to marry. She didn't go to church to develop her relationship with God. She didn't go to church to develop a character. She did not go to church to grow closer to Jesus. She simply went to church to find a man. And of course, she found a man. They got married. Unfortunately, it was a disaster. It didn't work. She was devastated. She was hurt. She could not believe that a guy like that could be found in church. So she concluded that church guys were fake. Along the same lines, there was a guy who wanted to get married. He said to himself, where do I find a good woman? He thought about it for a minute and he concluded that the best place to find a good woman was in church. So the guy went to church to find a wife. He didn't go to church to develop his relationship with God. He didn't go to church to develop his character. He didn't go to church to grow closer to Jesus. He simply went to church to find a wife. And of course, he found a wife. He found a lady, they got married. Unfortunately, it was a disaster. The marriage did not work. He was devastated. He was deeply hurt. He could not believe that he could find a woman like that in church. So he concluded 
that church women were fake. Well, it turns out that the wife he found was the other woman who also went to church to find a husband. The point I'm trying to make is what leadership expert Dr. John Maxwell describes as the law of magnetism. Who you attract is not determined by what you want, but by who you are. As I share these 10 tips that will help you find the right mate, have this story in mind. Without further ado, tip number one, we can derive from Genesis chapter two, verse 18, where God simply said, it's not good for the man to be alone. I will make my helper suitable for him. Point number one, be a helper. Why? Because God does not set everybody up. Let me say that again. God does not set everyone that wants to get married. God does not set him up. Because God only sets up specific kinds of individuals for marriage. What are those kinds of individuals? God only sets up helpers. Genesis 2.18 does not say, it's not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a wife for him. It did not say, I will make him a spouse for him. He did not say, I will make a mate for him. It said, I will make a helper suitable for him. The spouse, the wife, the woman, the mate he made for Adam was a helper. That's why he said, I will make a helper suitable for him. God sets up helpers, not hell raisers, not hellions, not help me's, but helpers. If you're not a helper, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. All you have to do is ask God to help you become a helper. And he will be glad to make you a helper. And once you become a helper, you're a prime candidate for him to set up with a mate. God sets up helpers. Traditionally, in the context of marriage, perhaps you've heard how the wife helps the husband. That is true, partly. The helping is not limited to the wife. The husband is supposed to help his wife as well. So being a helper is not limited to women. It also includes men. The wife is to help her husband and her husband is to help his wife. Obviously, the way the wife helps the husband is different from the way the man or the husband helps his wife. Regardless, both are supposed to help each other out. In fact, I believe that the word helper is a contraction of the words help her. The first helper was Adam. Adam was a help her. 
men are to help their wives just as much as wives are to help their husbands. When God created the helper, he said he was going to create for Adam. How did he make her? Well, he made her from Adam's side or his rib, which means the helper he made already had parts of Adam. So if she's a helper and she has parts of Adam, then Adam must have been a helper too. In Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 to 32, Paul begins to talk about husbands and wives. Husbands should love their wives like Jesus loved the church, Ephesians 5.25, and wives should respect their husbands. And he was making a connection between Jesus and the church and the husband and his wife. Jesus was the husband or the bridegroom. The church was the bride or the wife. Along the same lines, that means Jesus takes the husband role and the church takes the wife role. Well, with that in mind, in John chapter 14, verse 16, Jesus was speaking to the disciples and he told them, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper who will remain with you forever. But Jesus was referring to the Holy Spirit as the other helper that the Father will send. But the point I'm trying to make is Jesus said, God the Father will send another helper. Well, if there is another helper, that statement implies that there is an original helper. So Jesus is going to pray the Father to send another helper to replace or take the place of the original helper. So the question is, who was the original helper? Jesus was the original helper. Jesus was about to depart uh, the disciples. He was about to depart the earth. He was about to be crucified. And he was assuring the disciples that God would send someone else to help them, just like he was helping them. But Jesus was referring to himself as the original helper. Jesus is male. Jesus represents the husband of the bride, the church, along the same lines. Men are to help their wives just like Jesus helped the church. And I don't know about you, if you do the math between Jesus, the bridegroom, and the church, the bride, who was really doing the helping? Who was doing the heavy lifting? Yes, the husband is supposed to help his wife, if not more than the wife helps her husband. That's all I want to say. So ladies, do not fall into the trap of trying to marry a man who is irresponsible with the mindset that, well, my role is to help him be somebody, help him, uh, love him to make him whole, love him to wholeness. I'm going to help him and, and fix him and repair him. And you get yourself in a mess. Okay. Husbands and wives are to help each other out. The word translated as helper in John chapter 14, verse 16, where Jesus said, I'll pray the father and he will give you another helper referring to the Holy Spirit. The word translated as helper there is the Greek word parakletos, which is derived from the word paraclete, which simply means someone that comes alongside to help. Someone who comes alongside to help. How did God create Eve for Adam? 
God created her, the helper, from his rib, or shall I say his side, okay? So be a helper. God sets up paracletes, not parasites. Have that in mind. Point number two, still talking about the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit help you. At this juncture, I'd like us to find out how Isaac and Rebecca got together. I mentioned this couple a few weeks back. They are one of the major couples I use as illustrations of how God brings people together. Their story is found in Genesis chapter 24. It is the longest chapter in Genesis. 66 verses, all dedicated to reveal to us how God brought Isaac and Rebekah together. In the beginning of Genesis chapter 24, Abraham gets one of his servants, his chief servant, the top servant in his household, to find a wife for his son, Isaac. I was kind of perplexed. I was surprised that Abraham will get his servant to do that chore for him. I was wondering why Abraham did not just go to God and pray to God or seek God about this. After all, he had a close relationship with God. So why is he using the servant to do the job that he should have just gone to God to do for him? I don't know. But uh, what I do know is the fact that he engaged the servants for the task speaks volumes because the servant's name is not mentioned in Genesis chapter 24, but the servant's name is mentioned in Genesis chapter 15, verse 2. And he simply refers to the servant as Eliezer from Damascus. Eliezer. Eliezer is comprised of two Hebrew words, Eli and Ezer. Eli means my God. Perhaps you remember when Jesus was crucified while he was on the cross. At a point, he yelled out, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, basically saying, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Eli means my God. Ezer means help. So bringing both words together, Eliezer simply means my God is help. Some have simplified it by simply saying Eliezer means God of help. Therefore, Eliezer is a picture, a shadow, a type, symbolic of the Holy Spirit who we were just talking about a few minutes ago. Therefore, Abraham getting Eliezer to find a wife for his son is a picture of somebody asking the Holy Spirit to help them find a spouse. That's why I'm encouraging you to let the Holy Spirit help you. Why? Because in John chapter 14, verse 26, Jesus, again, he was about to depart. He told his disciples, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring you remembrance of all I have said to you. The Holy Spirit will teach you all things. All things mean all things, which must include being taught how to find and who 
you're supposed to marry. Along the same lines, Jesus also said in John chapter 16, verse 13, when the spirit of truth comes, is referring to the Holy Spirit, he will guide you into all the truth. All the truth means all the truth, which must include the truth about who you're supposed to marry. Therefore, why don't you ask the Holy Spirit to guide you into the person, into the path of the person you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with? The Holy Spirit knows these things. So I don't know about you. I will engage the Holy Spirit to help you in your quest. How do you do that? You simply ask him, Holy Spirit, help me find the right mate. So allow the Holy Spirit to help you. Number one, be a helper. Number two, let the Holy Spirit help you. Number three, find out next week. <laughs> Thank you for watching while you're a single TV tonight. Before we depart, let's pray. Father God, I thank you for what you have shared with us tonight. Thank you for the individual watching right now. I thank you for depositing to them, depositing in them what they need to know on their quest to find the right person to marry, help them be a helper, help them with the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, guide them to whom you do have for them. I pray for them, perfect all that concerns them, supply all their need according to your riches and glory. Take good care of them, Father God. Thank you, Lord, for answering these prayers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for watching while you're single TV. Until next week, take care and stay blessed. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you are informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about O.J. Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.